0: On this week's episode, what ads were good and not so good from this year's Super Bowl? TJ has something to say about DC, and could Nintendo be price gouging? All this and more as we once again delve into the pop culture cosmos.
1: Welcome.
0: To the pop culture cosmos. And we're back with another episode of the pop culture cosmos. This is Gerald Glassford coming back at you here from Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, and the Lakers Fast Break. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please give us that magical five star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you could like, share, subscribe, follow, or do whatever it is that you can to support us right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos Lakers Fast Break, Game Source, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, where we just covered the Super Bowl. Also, as well, you can go ahead and give us a shout out at popculturecosmos.wordpress.com. And if you need the latest news and trends in pop culture, check out Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. We just dropped all the good Super Bowl movie trailers, and yes, a couple of the bad ones, too. So go ahead and check out that today at Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. And if you could do all that, like and support all that, it is sincerely appreciated. But it wouldn't be a Pop Culture Cosmos without my good friend. He is a man that bails me out anytime, seemingly, that I need help. Just like a DC superhero... It is a good man indeed. you got to go ahead and check him out for everything that he does for the Pop Culture Cosmos and the Lakers Fast Break. I've got a great show that we record already that I'm going to drop during the All-Star Break that we talked about the 2012 Lakers and more on the Lakers Fast Break channel. So check that out. It is my good friend. It is TJ Johnson and TJ rocking the L.A. shirt, dropping right after the game some great thoughts coming up here on the Super Bowl, the advertisements, and also the movie trailers as well. But first, my friend, did you enjoy the Rihanna concert?
1: I did, man. I thought Rihanna, I I was always a huge Riri fan. Uh, My wife is a huge Riri fan, so that definitely helped uh, take it up a notch uh, to me. Uh, But absolutely, I enjoyed the Rihanna uh, halftime show. And I, I think that I think we've seen a couple of things. We've seen that she looks like she's possibly expecting again, which is pretty. cool. Oh, she cool.
0: she announced that after the concert.
1: Oh, she officially announced it. Okay, I didn't. It see was that announced. So there yeah, they,
0: they actually there was a press release conveniently right after the concert.
1: Well, that's pretty cool. But the fact that I she, would have
0: done it before the concert, so everybody would have gone, "Cool, she's doing it while she's pregnant."
1: Well, I'd have, i I'd have did it. You know, I I remember when Beyonce was pregnant, she was in the middle of her set, and then all of a yeah. sudden she pulled out the baby bump, so it was still covered up. Mm-hmm. And then she pulled out the bump. So I thought that was pretty cool. But anyways, so even doing that with being full-blown pregnant at this point, I think that that's pretty impressive. So I I, I already was impressed with the concert. And then you know, she was pregnant on top of it. I thought that was pretty cool.
0: I, I agree. A spectacular performance from her. I would love to go on those platforms that rose. <laughs> but I'd be like, I hope I'm yeah. safe up here. Yeah, man. Now I'll tell you what, though, great performance by Rihanna indeed. But we got a great show lineup where we'll talk about the real good thing about the Super Bowl. Yes, we know it was a close game, and all the <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles fans are bummed out right now. The Kansas City Chiefs fans are really just swooping it up. But what if you were one of the 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 two teams fans that were actually at today's game? Why were you still watching? Of course, because it's the best thing about the Super Bowl. Sorry, Rihanna. And that's the movie trailers (laughs) and the commercials. So we're going to go talk about the good and the bad trailers and commercials coming up here in a bit. Plus also as well, I'm going to segue one of the trailers that we watched into a larger conversation because TJ and I have been trying to meet up, trying to discuss his thoughts on the DC Universe, the new reset for the DCU. I have some things that I mentioned with Melinda on a previous episode that I'd like to go ahead and throw at him on the DCU and hear his thoughts. And we'll talk about that here on the back end of the show. Plus, also as well, Nintendo, your friend and mine. Yeah, he is about as upset as I am about this. You know, it was conveniently put in the latest Nintendo Direct, a little bit mentioned afterwards. You know that, by the way, the latest Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is coming in May. But they didn't really want to go ahead and elaborate on the price. We found out a little bit later that Nintendo is doing selective price increases based on certain games. We'll talk about that on the back end of the show as well. But first, my friend, it is the Super Bowl commercials and ads. Yes, Rihanna was outstanding. No mm-hmm. that the game was a lot of fun to watch. But Yes, it was. Yeah getting my notes together, this one's good, this one's not so good, this one's good, this one's bad, this one. And then there was one I just said, bad, 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 as far as the ads were concerned. We're going to go with the ads first, then segue into the trailers. First off, my friend, I've got a list of good and bad. Let's start off with the positives. So tell right, me the, tell me the commercials, the advertisements, during either what's a pregame, a little bit post-game, during the the halftime, or during the game itself, any of the big game ads you want to point out that you really liked, either based off of the way it was made or the fact that it might have represented the brand that they were pushing really Mm -hmm. well, something Mm -hmm. that appealed to you that made it really worth watching.
1: And we're not talking about trailers, right?
0: No, okay. not talking trailers yet, all but right, we're no talking trailers. the ads because okay. For all these, just to give everybody a heads up, for a thirty-second ad, it's estimated that most of these companies spend around the neighborhood of seven <laughs> and a half million dollars for thirty seconds. I don't know if they got a discount for if they did a sixty-second one because there was a couple companies that did do sixty-second commercials. But gosh, if you better <laughs> be doing, you ever <laughs> spending that kind of money, my friend. You sure as hell better be doing it right. Seriously. Couple
1: ads that I, I thought were really good. My favorite ad, my favorite ad was the Will Ferrell, the Netflix ad. That was my favorite ad. I thought that that was very... the Netflix ad.
0: Or I thought you are talking about the GMC ad.
1: Was it? G- I thought it, it was, was GMC.
0: It was GMC. The one where he's going through all the movies. Where right, but they're all Netflix shows.
1: It was I, thought all, it was, I thought it was on Netflix stuff. Let me see I thought, stuff.
0: thought it was it was GMC. That might. You might be right on that.
1: May let's see. I'm, I'm I'm gonna see if I can pull it up right. It now. was
0: General Motors.
1: Well, it's General Motors, but then I guess they did a cross brand with Netflix because yeah. they had Squid Games yeah. in there. They yep. so maybe that's why
0: you know what we're both right on that so it's look at it, that we'll take yeah, it There it is. but i agree with you that is my that was my
1: even yeah. my favorite
0: yeah that's that in, in my top five my actually i think that might that might be my number one or two right there absolutely yeah Definitely. uh
1: so that one was really good i thought alicia silverstone reprising her role uh was actually right. really really good as well
0: uh, for um, Rocketton
1: for rockerton yep that was yes. rockerton um
0: they by way they're a home japanese home marketplace just to let everybody know if they're they've seen the name they've already advertised in super Bowls before but just wanted to like let everybody know what what they are
1: i'm not big on breaking bad the breaking bad one for popcorn is really just kind of whatever um, I, I actually like one...
0: that one that was on my uh, tie for fifth as far as uh, okay really good right. so.
1: uh, i i'm a fan of adam driver i think he's one of the most under underappreciated actors in the game um okay. His commercial was okay, but I think I like. I think I put it up higher just because it's Adam Driver. So
0: and uh, and I, like five hundred Adam Drivers. All
1: mm, over the place. Yes, yes, yep, that, that was cool. And I, I did case. like the I did like the Paramount Plus one where it had all the Absolutely. different and uh, Sly so Stallone, Stallone yeah. trying to so- trying
0: to climb up Mount Stallone. <laughs> yes, uh, that is also tied for fifth place for me as well.
1: Yeah, So there was a couple of them that were really good. Uh, there were a couple of them that really weren't. Didn't really stand out to me as uh, super special. What I did notice, though, that it really wasn't—it wasn't a huge. I don't remember the years prior to it, it. Just felt like the the Super Bowl commercials were really, really, really big. I mean, like I remember the Mr. Peanut commercial from last year that was really big, and how they killed him off, quote unquote. And I mean, this Mr. Peanut wasn't bad. Don't get me yeah, wrong. This, this year they're it. roasting him. Yeah, this year they're roasting. Mr. Pardon Peanut. Pardon the pun. you <laughs> um so it a lot of them just didn't really didn't really do it for me you know I, a lot of people so you know i was at church this morning and they were talking about a lot of people watch the game for the teams or they watch it really for the commercials or the halftime show but they talk about how important it is for them to be able to see that stuff and i thought the commercials were just kind of okay i did like the one with diddy um having to do a jingle for uh
0: was that Uber was Eats? For Uber
1: One, Uber Eats? Uber, Uber One, Eats. yeah. It's
0: Uber One where uh, basically you're, you're able to go ahead and combine your Uber and your Uber Eats. So it's going to be mm-hmm. like an all-encompassing one thing with Uber.
1: Yep. Yep. So I thought that was okay. Those were pretty um, solid. I liked the. Liked yeah, it pretty solid. The, the mayonnaise one with Bree Larson and uh
0: John Ham,
1: Best Foods and John Ham, Best Foods. I thought that was okay. Uh it wasn't uh,
0: you, you're you much higher on it than I am. And then I had yeah. Davidson the, the
1: yeah, and then just and when when I say okay, I, I really I really mean just okay. It was nothing to Okay. There's nothing to write home about. It okay. really wasn't. Um <laughs> other than that, I thought the one there was one I thought was pretty cool, and that was a DraftKings one where every time somebody finished a word or finished somebody else's name, that somebody else would pop up. I thought that was actually kind of fun. A couple of other different stars. Well, 99%
0: of the people are going to say that was fun. That was all right. Kevin Hart hosted it, but it was a party, basically. Like you said, if you mentioned The Undertaker, The Undertaker shows up. Had like uh, about 10, I counted 10 different celebrities in there. Uh, I'm sure 99% people out there kind of liked it, but considering DraftKings just laid off, quite a few employees mm-hmm. hiring all those celebrities for one commercial I'm not exactly in love with I just don't think it's yeah. the greatest of optics right now that, yeah. that's, just my that's fair that's fair but
1: that's
0: then again fair. like I said 99% of the people don't remember that DraftKings just laid off people so they're going to just say it's a great commercial I just know it because I cover the business and and what that's that's the only reason why I didn't think it was in great taste but Gotcha. I can understand why the humor of that that ad as well. So yeah,
1: yeah, uh, and I, I didn't know the business side of that aspect yeah. as well. So the the optics of that would look bad. So I completely get it. But I if mean, you put just like
0: Kevin Hart in there and maybe a couple, you know, he does his shtick, you know, like he does with all of his other commercials, that's right. fine. You know, right. that's no problem. It's when you hire like excessive amounts of celebrities who you know aren't cheap, and then mm-hmm. you just laid off, you know, hundred because I don't remember the number off off my top of my head. That's me, kind of, kind of. That
1: doesn't look so. Just, good. just r- rubs the wrong way. The opposite yeah. don't look good. I get you. That's fair. My number one A, because I, yeah. I know I, I was really, really high in the Will Ferrell commercial, but my number one A was the, the commercial for the Dexcom G7. And for everybody that doesn't know what the Dexcom G7 is, it is a continuous glucose monitor for people with type, uh, with diabetes. My son was diagnosed with diabetes last June. Uh, type one. So that one hit a little harder for me because it's good to know that one of the brothers, Jonas, is actually uh, diabetic as well.
0: Well, what I like about that one is that, yes, it does have a celebrity in it that gets your attention because I got my daughter's attention, but it's very informative. Yes. That's what about the product itself. It's yes. not like I love Serena Williams. Uh, Mm -hmm. But Serena Williams, one of her two commercials, the one she did with Caddyshack, that was was really good. The one where she gave the motivational speech for 29 seconds, and the other second is based off of Remy Martin. You don't know what product she's pushing throughout the entire thing. So she could give the greatest, most inspirational speech in the world, but what product is is spending the seven and a half million dollars? So that's the only thing. Where with Jonas, he was just absolutely telling you this is what it does this is why you need it if you're mm-hmm. you know if you qualify for that and that's yep. something that I thought was really good but Serena made up for it in that uh awesome uh first part of that I think it was Love Ultra for uh the Caddyshack uh, that mm-hmm. that Caddyshack parody was really really good I love that yeah yeah she yeah. was really good in that so she was uh, good in both, but it just—you know—the first one just didn't have the product mentioned until the very last second. And I know that there's 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 a certain ad styles that really that go do that type of feel. I'm just not in love with it because it's like, okay, if you turn the channel before that last second, you never know what she was advertising. So, <laughs>
1: but, yeah, there were other ones that I thought were just fun. Um, I yeah. thought the Bud Light commercial with Miles Teller was just—it was just fun. Um, the one where they're all was,
0: dancing to the whole music. With they're
1: dancing to the whole music, yeah. I thought it was just fun. It wasn't anything that was spectacular. And mm-hmm. that's really what I learned about a lot of these commercials this year, that they were just kind of, they were just kind of, eh. They weren't super spectacular. They weren't, you know, some of the big bombastic ones that we've seen from years prior. It was all kind of pretty, pretty docile, to say the least.
2: You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos.
0: For the latest news and information analysis and opinions on the los angeles lakers and the nba check out the lakers fast break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts any last thoughts before i run down my lists
1: no man do you think bro i'm I'm excited to hear it
0: okay all right we'll go with the good first Uh, and i am with you your number one choice is my number one choice as well will ferrell going through all the the hot netflix from bridgerton to squid games to <laughs> yeah so many of the other ones as far as the the zombie one as well where he gets bit and ends up driving dead with the zombie in the front seat on the way out yes that actually was probably the best one that i saw and usually uh, i try to hold my judgment against celebrity laden commercials but this one was well used and and will ferrell was actually very descriptive uh for both like you said you identified as netflix i identified as gmc so it worked both (laughs) ways as well second was for me amazon with a very sappy dog commercial that hit the all the sweet spots and right spot as far i thought that blew away the farmer's dog commercial which also was a sappy dog commercial I thought it blew away, uh, The Farmer's Dog. I know people are, are talking about The Farmer's Dog as well, but I think that that for me was the much better of the two was the Amazon. T-Mobile with John Travolta and Scrubs, mm-hmm. the guys from Scrubs. Mm-hmm. Those guys getting together to sing a, a a song from Greece. You got to go ahead and, and just be able to go ahead and sing – Uh, tune that that also combined also the features of what what makes the new t-mobile plan very interesting as far as their internet is concerned so yeah the 5g aspect of it and all that and how they were able to weave it in within the realm of a grease laden song so i thought that was really 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 cool uh and actually like i said uh rakuten with clueless like you mentioned Mm -hmm. paramount Mm -hmm. with slice stallone pop corners with the breaking bad crew I'm a, I'm am I'm a good fan of Breaking Bad, not a huge fan of Breaking Bad, but I'm a good fan, and I've seen a lot of episodes. So I thought that was a really good way to go ahead and utilize these guys. But Dunkin' Donuts also got me going because you know, having Ben Affleck work the drive through counter <laughs> and the various ways they tried to make it and play it up as far as from a comedic value, plus also include the fact that you know, obviously they do a lot of you know the donuts and the coffee and all that, and at the very end. JLo lo drives by, doesn't know she, you know, he's working there. And I thought you said you were at work, meaning you thought you were doing a, a movie or something. And then it turns out, hey, by the way, can you give me a glazed? So I thought that was actually pretty good. And it's infinitely better than anything that they did together in Jiggly. So there you go, right well, there. That's there you the,
1: go, yeah. That's absolutely. <laughs> so that, to me,
0: uh, was a great part of it as well. But GMC, uh, I think, was the best for this year. Yeah. The worst? I think for this year, I'm gonna go as far as uh, m m with Maya Rudolph. She's a great talent, but yeah, unfortunately, this commercial that she did with M&Ms just didn't click with me. Tubi, any they ran like one 30 second ad with a killer bunny pushing people down a tube, and then also as well some small Tubi spots. None of it worked. So if you're interested in getting Tubi, I wouldn't have been from from this uh, from the episode or the marketing because. To You're be is a it's a nice product, but yeah, it's it's a nice way to go ahead and watch television, but yeah, it's definitely not because of what was shown on, on screen during the Super Bowl. Blue Moon was something I want to go ahead and bring up to you because you saw Miller Light being reintroduced, and then in there in a bar, one guy's pushing Miller Light, the other guy's pushing Coors Light, and they're actually going toe-to-toe and they're brawling all over the place. And all of a sudden, they tell you it's an advertisement for Blue Moon. I thought they're really as far as a part is one of the dumbest ads that I saw during the Super Bowl. I just thought, why are you spending the whole time pushing two beers that are not the beers you're trying to advertise? And at the very end, you just throw a Blue Moon in there. It's again, it's just something that was like this abstract advertising that didn't click with me. Uh, this was probably the dumbest one of all. And that was the Dodge Ram 1500 EV commercial for yeah. premature electrification it sound it was trying to portray itself and, and manner itself after the you know, your typical standard drug commercials and I thought that was you know if you want to sell people on an EV and electric vehicles this is not the way to do it no so no. Uh, yeah it, it was that was probably I think that was probably the worst commercial to me of all of them mm. the Doritos commercial that had jack harlow and uh you know some other celebrities uh, i think missy elliott and uh, some other celebrities mm-hmm. talking about mm-hmm. uh, you know the fascination and trying to trend over triangles because you know doritos triangle and all that i yeah. thought that was that was not exactly the greatest thing either and t- i think also one again another one of these dumb commercials was pringles they already did this gimmick before yeah. where the arm stuck is so good your arm gets stuck in the can Okay, we get it. We've heard it before. They've actually done advertisements on this before, but this time they went like off the deep end with everybody having an arm stuck in your can to represent that you really loved Pringles and all that. Okay, I get it. It's supposed to be funny. It's not funny. And that yeah, yeah it's, it's just funny. It, you did it once, it was all right. It was a good as gag. But now you did devoted an entire Commercial to it, yeah. I thought that was pretty bad. So
1: yeah, I agree. Uh, one, one more honorable mention: we talked about T-Mobile before. The oh. one with Bradley Cooper and his mom was really. Cute. Yes, yes, that you're was right, really right. cute. Yeah, that yeah, was that, really. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that hit a super. That lot. was cute, man. That yeah. was that was cool. I like yeah. that one a lot.
0: Yeah, those are the advertisements for the Super Bowl. Shares your thoughts on what you thought was the best and the worst of Super Bowl advertisements? Please let us know pop culture cosmos at yahoo.com or anywhere you can get social media for the pop culture cosmos but my friend there was also some great trailers and not so yes, great trailers were. yeah for some movies i'm not so excited about and some movies i am excited about Oh yes and i think the movie well we're going to say the one that we really talked about before the show that's coming up here in a bit because that's going to segue right. into a larger, larger conversation. All right. But the first one I want to talk about is uh, speaking of Ben Affleck, as we did, he scored well with me with Dunkin' Donuts. Okay. He didn't score so well with me with Air, the Nike movie that's talking yeah. about the, this this climactic struggle to get the Air Jordan brand alive. And back in the thing is though, he always has to get his buddy Matt Damon to play the lead role. <laughs> Matt Damon, Okay, this is based off of the real life individual, Sonny Vaccaro, who traveled the country. was was a major scout, and but it wasn't for basketball teams or basketball colleges. It was for Nike, the shoe brand. So he would go to all the different AAUs. He would go to you know, he knew every you know, a kid coming up through high school as far as playing basketball right. to, to, for the next superstar right. for Nike. He does not look anything like Matt Damon. At all. I'm just going to say that out right now. But you, most people don't know who Sonny Vaccaro is, so it'll probably fly right there. But I don't think it was that climactic of a Hollywood struggle to go ahead and get the Michael jo- Jordan brand up and running in the early yeah. days of, of Nike. But okay, whatever. What are your thoughts on Air, my friend?
1: You know what? I really thought it was a parody. I thought it was a joke. I remember, I want to say I was watching an awards show and they did a a a movie trailer for a potential uh, Martin Lawrence, he was playing, was playing Shanaynay and um, Jamie Foxx was playing, uh, I can't think, I want to say it was, it was Wander or something from his Days in the Living Color. So mm-hmm. they were playing a movie trailer where they were both starring as those characters in a movie. Mm-hmm. So it was clearly a spoof, right? But that's kind of what I was getting from this. It was kind of looking very spoof-ish, but it actually was a legit film. I don't care. Mm -hmm. (laughs) i i I don't i don't particularly care for it i won't be running out to go see it i'm i'm not interested personally
0: Um, well i'm just i'm I'm just saying it's something (laughs) yeah somebody is and obviously if you're spending seven million dollars on it for a 30 second ad you're obviously very serious about trying to push this movie and and it's not like you know matt damon and ben affleck they've not had some great success together and Ben Affleck directing movie cause he is directing, he did direct air. It's not like something he's, you know, with, with all the movies that he's directed before, including what's the uh, Oscar winning movie that he won for um, Argo. Argo Argo. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, obviously with Argo in his back pocket, he can go ahead and, and really just get, get everything going there. But yeah, absolutely. So yeah, air wasn't really that much. Transformers rise of the beasts. You know what? Yeah. Not to me, it, it looked I've like never, the same, yeah. Same it, Transformers
1: it's, we've been watching, so
0: yeah, so it's nothing new. I really think they need to put that to rest for five to ten years. I just think that it's probably, probably in their best interest to go ahead because you're getting declining returns. Although that move, although the Transformers IP does really well, by the way, really, really well overseas. So if it gets generates any kind of overseas, just like Avatar avatar mm-hmm. does well overseas and i think that's what they're really counting on uh, you know whatever they make from domestic it's going to really going to be just like extra money to them dungeons and dragons with chris pine i'm going to go see it i like it it's not relating anything really to the tabletop rpg game it's <laughs> it, just like the previous dungeons and dragons movie uh, that unfortunately was not a very good hit. Uh, this one, uh, I mean, I don't know. If, I, I think it's probably not going to be very well received by the critics because it just looks like it's going to be one joke after the other. But it seems to me like a little popcorn flick. I'd like to go ahead and check out yeah. your thoughts on Dungeons & Dragons.
1: You know, it 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 uh, like you said, it, it didn't seem like anything super special. Nothing to write home about. But it seemed like it'd be something that'd be fun. So yeah. I'll go check it out. I'm a I'm a I'm a Chris Pine fan. Um, I've loved him. Uh, as is from his days as Captain Kirk in Star Trek um uh this is war with Tom Hardy and Reese Witherspoon so I'm I'm a fan of him so I'm definitely gonna check him out just because it's Chris Pine but other than that I it just like it'd be a, a good time
0: yeah yeah I kind of like Nothing's it's gonna, like
1: nothing that's gonna stick with me for you know no, 30 40 no. minutes afterwards no no that's not the way I've like been would... watching the, not like I'm watching the last of us. Right.
0: Yeah, and I, and I would discuss with Melinda, who's our major tabletop RPG expert. That that's not the way I would structure it. I would structure it more the realms where we would actually be playing the game, and then it would just segue or just try to go dissolve into actually that time period, and we would talk about the moves and things of that nature, where actual real rise, real life roles would affect how it is in the in the movies. Yeah, just something yeah. that to, that showcases and advertises what the actual. Game is all about. That's probably what I do. But then again, you know, they don't want to go ahead and spend that kind of money on that kind of uh, product as far as they don't think it would translate as well. So, all right, all right, but yeah, it looks like a fun popcorn movie, so I probably will check it out. I do want to get into the heavies though. Start off with uh family, 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 Jason Momoa with Fast X. Your thoughts, okay. you, You speaking of movies, we don't really have to put deep thought into. (laughs) <laughs> this is one I still think it's not in our best interest to not have the rock in there. I think the rock yeah. uh, to close out this this whole series without yeah. the rock is kind of uh, stupid that you know yeah. you should have done what you could to you know try to bury the the, the hatchet, trying to bury it, you know, publicly like you did Vince uh, Vince Diesel I am really say it was a mistake. He should have just gone behind the scenes and said, "Dude, what can we do to make this right? I made my yeah. uh, my bad you know Sorry, my ego got out of hand. What can I do to make this right? But be that as it may, we got Jason Momoa just driving all over the place. You know, explosions already. You get to see no no in space this time. So what are your thoughts on Fast X?
1: Joe, they should have killed Fast and Furious uh, after the last one. I think oh. the fact that we're already at X and isn't is supposed to be like part one and part two. This, is the, 4, 2 part. this yeah, is the Infinity this War. This is the Infinity War. Oh, goodness, uh,
0: fast and furious movies.
1: I, I don't even know what to say about fast and furious at this point. I, I don't know what to expect going into these films. I mean, like you said, the last one was in space. I didn't even see that one, Joe. I'm not gonna lie to you, I, I didn't watch the last fast. Well, they and were only in space I'm,
0: for a few seconds. Ludicrous, yes, that's, that's, and... that's
1: too many. That's too many. It's a few okay. seconds too many. Okay. We're talking about cars, We're we're yes. driving cars and we're in space. So they were technically um... driving a car
0: in space. <laughs>
1: The, uh, the trailer itself was, I mean, it was fun, but it was exactly what you come to expect from a Fast and Furious film explosions, cars, action, family. It's all about the family. I so,
0: family.
1: <laughs> it will it, it's, it's my life be, a quarter, be
0: a, time, a quarter mile at a time, DJ. You can
1: win by an inch or a mile. Win by yep. an inch or a mile. But um, the, I mean, I agree with you. I really wish they would have figured out a way to bring back Dwayne Johnson. Uh, For for multiple reasons, obviously to close out his story, um, but because he was such a big part of reinvigorating the Fast franchise, you know, say what you want about his ego, say what you want about his over aggressiveness at times and trying maybe a little too hard. Um, I'm looking at Black Adam, Uh, but he was by and large Viagra for a lot of different franchises. He was the best part of that second Transformers film, or not Transformers, I'm sorry, uh, G.I. Joe. That's part of that G.I. Joe film. Uh, He really helped reinvigorate Fast and the Furious. He was essentially Viagra for franchises. So uh, he had a lot to do with continuing to keep people interested in the franchise and continuing to keep it moving forward. And even with the the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff, just continuing to push the momentum of that universe forward. He was a nice part of that. So you do hate to see or not see his character and how that plays off moving forward in the fast franchise but you know politics and egos aside it is what it is the movie looks like it's gonna be fun just because it's a fast and Furious film but it's definitely gonna be one where you're gonna have to just leave your leave your high expectations at the door just go in there and, and enjoy the film for what
2: it is so. you're listening to the pop culture cosmos don't touch that dial wait do, do people still use dials Action Figure Adventure is back with season two and we're going further than ever before, checking out more toy stores than ever before and seeing more incredible, iconic and noteworthy pieces than you could possibly imagine. Once again, Jay grapples with how to build the ultimate action figure auction to support critically and terminally ill kids in need. Along the way, we'll chat about Holy Grail figures, perfect action figures and showcase some incredible toy collections. Action Figure Adventure season two. 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Jinx TV Canada.
0: And somewhere Jason Statham, who's in this movie, by the way, uh, is probably still lamenting the fact that because those two couldn't get together, now Hobbs and Shaw, which could have been a trilogy on its own because the fact the first one made over $700 million, (laughs) <laughs> yeah. You know, he's probably not too thrilled that those two couldn't get something worked out because yeah. like like I said, not only is he not in the Fast X and Fast X1, you know, whenever that comes out, he's also not going to continue Hobbs and Shaw, which again yeah. that you you could have stretched that out to three moves. At least and someone at Universal is probably also very mad about that as well. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: for sure, for sure. You hate to see a potential uh franchise. Fall by the wayside, especially due to something as, as as simple and yet complex as egos. So,
0: The Rock says it doesn't matter if you want to end of a story or not. Dark Sage nine one one seven saying <laughs> so. Uh, yep. It doesn't matter, indeed. Uh, yeah, it doesn't it matter, the, clearly. <laughs> yep. Smackdown Hotel. Yes, they'll drive through the Smackdown Hotel. It's just from a financial sense. I know that again, Jason Statham and someone at Universal probably is not too happy that there's no going to be no happy ending for Vin Diesel, The Rock, as far as the Fast X movies are concerned. But yeah. Fast X is coming out this summer. Looking forward to seeing the reactions to it, seeing how many crazy stunts there is. But the movies I really want to get to, my friend. Uh, actually, Creed. Mm. One more Creed, with Jonathan Jonathan Majors versus Michael B. Jordan, <laughs> the movie star Michael B. Jordan. I gotta you know separate that from Michael Jordan and Air, who's I don't even know Michael. Well, that's Jordan.
1: that's Jeffrey Jordan. That's Michael Jeffrey Jordan. So that, yeah, okay. you, so already, Michael you J-
0: already Michael J. Jordan to Michael B. Jordan. Okay, so there Michael B. Jordan uh, versus <laughs> Jonathan Majors, who is one of the hottest actors on the planet right now, with yes, with that, is. with uh Mania coming out this week, uh, with so many other projects he's got. But Pl- but the fact is, you know, he's got for the next three four years, he's looking very good as far as yeah. the number of Kang movies he's going to be doing, or relationship to Kang, as far as uh, in and out of the universe of the MCU. Your thoughts though on Creed? No, Sly Stallone. So you're losing that association. I thought you yeah. could have at least added him one more time, but there's the, because of some uh, issues with the studio and issues with the creative producers and things of that nature, obviously rights to Rockies, he's bemoaned about that. So he mm. had to go climb he had to go climb up um, you know Mount Stallone in, in frustration <laughs> as we saw in the Paramount commercial. But your right. thoughts on Creed uh, is there this going to be a good way to close it out? Or are you expecting it to continue? I, I don't think
1: I don't think it's gonna close out. Up. Comments that I've heard from Michael B. Jordan uh, recently, different interviews, are talking about different ways they can expand the Creed universe. So I, I don't see this ending. Um, I think it's gonna be really good. I'm a huge fan of uh of michael b jordan i think some of the work he's done has been great obviously not everything he's done has been perfect but he's doing a lot of really good stuff and Mm -hmm. this is going to be his directorial debut so i know he was looking at different ways to kind of capture fights and uh, different methods to uh keep people interested and i'm excited to see what he came up with he said a lot of the fights are kind of anime inspired so very stylistic very um impactful uh, if you think of different fights in the anime i of course my first go-to is you know dragon ball z and how intense those fight scenes are so thinking so
0: that so that you like as opposed to maybe more realistic because well, then well, again the rocky movies relating have never been realistic fights
1: and that's 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 kind of exactly it i mean rocky gets his butt kicked for nine rounds and all of a sudden the 10th round he comes out and he's just yeah he all of a sudden has all the wind of of a of a fighter who hasn't had any at any fights. so I'm not concerned about the, the realism aspect of it. I think it's going to look stylistically very good. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm I'm more interested in the story. I, I think where I am concerned is that his character, Donnie uh, Adonis, never came across as somebody who was going to have like a little brother or a big brother or somebody. Mm-hmm. He kind of seemed like he was all, a lone wolf the entire time. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden have this character thrown in there, Adal, uh Michael uh, the, his character, uh, Jonathan Major's character, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of it, it's kind of different. Uh, but I'm interested to see it. Uh, I really am. I'm I'm a huge fan of the Creed franchise. The first one was fantastic. Second one was not bad. It wasn't as good as the first one, um, but it was still very very good. And obviously, yes, I, I really wish they would have figured out a way to get Sylvester Stallone in this. Um, I know he was really done after Creed two. He really didn't uh, have much more to do. He kind of gave his whole. Farewell speech to the Creed franchise uh, after they finished wrapping that. Uh-huh. So I expected him to be done with it. But for it to be as unceremoniously as it has been and for all the back and forth or the, the back or the fourth with Sylvester on his own, um, it's, it's it's very disheartening, especially knowing that this is a franchise ultimately that he created, he started. Um, you okay. hate to see it go the way it has. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, things happen and you have to move forward, but that does sour it a little bit. But I, I am still excited to see this go. Absolutely. Then you know, like I said, it's Michael B. Jordan. I'm a huge fan.
0: There you go. That's Creed coming out here in the not too distant future. Plus, also, as well, you have Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny. Sorry about the lame name, but it is still Indiana Jones and yeah. Harrison Ford, who is killing it in 1923. I want to see now. <laughs> yeah, he's 80. So he's in 1923. He's also, I think, in the Apple series that he's in with Jason Siegel. He he's also yeah. that. And then now you have him saving the, the universe once again, looking for these tremendous artifacts, including the Dial of Destiny, I'm sure. But it looks fun, and yeah. I'm going to catch it. And it is an odd number, Indiana Jones, so it's more than likely to be good. <laughs> okay. If you use that, that, that theory. Thing.
1: I didn't know it was a thing.
0: You didn't know that was a thing?
1: No. This is my first time ever hearing that. That's my okay. first time ever it, hearing that. It,
0: it is a thing, my friend. Okay. Number one and wow. number three are universally praised. Number two and four, it's I'm left aligned. up to the viewer. Yes. So <laughs> I'll leave it at that.
1: Well, that was cool. I didn't realize so, it.
0: Now we get to our final two movies before we go ahead into something. I also want to give you at least 10 minutes on before we head on out and that is guardians of the galaxy volume three this is going to be a very sentimental journey as we take the final trip with our group of beloved marvel heroes for the very final time that they're all going to be together people are they're promising either deaths or at least the, in case of Batista, he's all out said i really don't want to go back yeah to I'm go and put on this so. yeah he's done <laughs> with drax after this so Your thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I was not a big fan of Volume Two. I of course absolutely love volume one. Volume 2 not a fan of
1: Wait a minute. What?
0: Not a fan of it. Not a fan of volume two. How? how it just to oh, not okay, good right, to me okay,
1: all right okay all right we've argued you know before, we've argued
0: for it it's we've okay for it's, it.
1: It. it's okay. okay it's okay everybody can't be right all the time i get it
0: okay get that's it. true all <laughs> right and, and, and you know I, I you're the actual guest on this show so i'll say okay i'll i'll uh i'll concede to you sir but guardians mm. of the galaxy volume three is coming out so i'm have i have high hopes for it that actually it'll close yeah. out on the a, on a right note Obviously, James Gunn did not know at that time he was going to get the the seat at DC, but still, this was his swan song for the MCU, and I think it'll be a good one.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. For him to have taken a, a property that is not obscure, but is definitely not a list superhero, as Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy, and to make them a list superheroes um, with his vision, his direction, his his stylistic his stylistic approach to the series i'm excited to see what this one is and and it's going to be very bittersweet because this is the last time we'll see the guardians of the galaxy in this capacity as we know them um so that is that is a little bit bittersweet but i I, i'm still excited to see the film uh i think james gunn has a inept understanding of these characters and he's demonstrated that in guardians one and two which i again I, i don't know how you you don't like it but whatever um i think he's got a very uh inept knowledge of these characters and really knows how to play into each and every one of their strengths and how to use them uh, to get the most out of how to use the actors to get the most out of these characters. And um, I think that the DC is in good hands, which obviously we'll, we'll end up talking about later, but the DC is going to be in really good hands with James Gunn uh, behind the the Will and the Kevin Feige-like position. And I'm very, very excited to see his, as you mentioned, his swan song uh, from Marvel and from Guardians of the City Galaxy. So I'm fired up to see it. Um, I think this next phase in Marvel is going to be very, very crucial um, and it's going to be very uh, necessary to kind of get the focus back. I think the last phase, phase four, if you will, was just so widespread on putting so much content out there and establishing so many different characters and setting up so many different threads to have a payoff. In the dynasty you know the Kang dynasty and secret wars or secret invasions whatever you know whatever the title it's going to be um that this next phase is going to just be very very crucial and uh with obviously with quantumania getting ready to come up and guardians of the galaxy volume three i'm excited to see what this these next steps are in the greater scheme of marvel so i'm looking forward to seeing it for sure
0: Last thing I want to touch on, and then we're going to segue because I want to give you about 10 minutes to go ahead and talk about the DC Universe. Because the last trailer we're going to talk about that was shown was the big game spot for The Flash coming up this summer. I liked it. I like what I saw. I was kind of unsure (laughs) going into it what I wanted to go ahead and expect from it, but I like what I see. I am excited to see it now. Obviously, the issues with Ezra Miller aside, I'm going to try and put that aside to try and see what I can do to enjoy this film. The future for him, the future for Ezra Miller. I don't know what that is, but what James Gunn has announced going forward, you know, the plan is, I really thought this would be a better fit in 2025 when they finish all these Else Worlds and the, all these other projects, as far as that they have currently like the Batman, the Joker the sequels, uh, Constantine, all this other stuff first, Aquaman sequel, all this other stuff first, do that at the very end, do the blow up and just go to black and then you start with fresh with your new DCU after that. So I think this film, which he which he has called James Gunn, the head of DC, a co-head of DC, has called a soft reboot for the DCU. I would have loved to have seen it come two years later because I think this is going to be a good film but I think it's just misplaced in the DC timeline. Well,
1: I, I guess it depends on when we're looking to see the rest of the stuff kind of come out after uh, Flashpoint uh, or the Flashes film. So uh, one, to talk about the trailer, I thought the trailer was was phenomenal. It's easily the most excited I've been for a DC film. I agree. Ever, 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 by far. Um, obviously seeing Michael Keaton back under the cowl is... Uh, incredible thing to see uh, seeing that his shared screen with Ben Affleck uh, as his version of Batman as well is going to be something that's exciting to see and personally he's one of my favorite Batman both of them are are my favorite Batman on screen so Mm -hmm. uh, I'm really looking forward to this film and for them to how do I put this delicately for them to put up with Ezra Miller uh, and their shenanigans and what they did and and you, you knew that they had to have something special. They had to have something where they were like, this is too big to let go. We cannot. And if they were willing to kill the Batgirl girl movie after it was done filming and in post-production because mm-hmm. they didn't like it, and this had nothing to do with them as actors or actresses, but they're willing to let this movie go considering the fact that Ezra Miller has been embroiled in everything he's been in the middle of, You knew they had to have something special. They had to have something that they are like, people need to see this film. We need this film to be successful. So I I already kind of knew that they had to have something really good on their hands. This trailer really solidified that the fact that they're going to have something good on their hands, and it solidified that I have to see it. I have to see it in the theater, in the manner in which uh, it's designed to be seen. So as much as I enjoy watching movies from the comfort of my own home, that one will be
2: seen in a theater first before anywhere else. Thanks for checking out the PCC, you know, the pop culture cosmos. We'll be back in one moment.
0: If you're in the Las Vegas and Henderson areas and are looking to buy, sell, or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles, there's no better place to go than retro city games from Xbox to PlayStation So what are your thoughts on the DCU and what has already been announced? Again, I thought this, of course, seeing seeing it laid out, you can go Mm -hmm. to James Gunn's Twitter, and you can Mm -hmm. actually see a photo of how he wants it laid out for the future as far as his Phase 1 Gods and Monsters phase. I still think, again, this would be a great fit because this represents the Snyderverse. You could end the Snyderverse, and the, all the elsewhere more movies that you want, you know, put them all in front as far as the next couple of years. And then after that, just wipe it all clean and start fresh. This way, he's trying to go ahead and have his cake and eat it too by trying to start fresh, but still showing other stuff that you've got in the can or being produced right now.
1: You know, it, it's it's a tough position that he found himself in. I mean, to be fair, uh, he came in in the middle of of yeah. them looking to continue moving forward with a lot of the characters in DC. So a lot of the the, the Henry Cavills, the Ben Affleck's, the Gal Godot, uh, they were in the middle of trying to figure out how to move forward with them. And obviously, we all know how it turned out with, with Henry Cavill and his his role as Superman. So he was in a bit of a unique situation. Do I think that it should have came out a couple of years later? Honestly, no, because we're already a couple of years removed from when it should have came out. And truth be told, as this is a soft reboot. We really don't know how the other films, like the Aquaman, the Shazams, are going to fit into the overall theme of this. And truth be told, now that he's got an Elseworld uh, variant, if you will, of these films, and by able to say if they're not part of the main DCU timeline, then they're all they're all Elseworld stories. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when aquaman comes out it doesn't matter when the shazam comes out it doesn't matter when the batman 2 or 3 comes out because they're all going to be considered elsewhere stories anyways well, mm-hmm.
0: but let me ask you this since you keep up with everything you are not going to be confused <laughs> by this but to a regular consumer and this is why i theorize this is what i talked to melinda mm-hmm. about when he first mm-hmm. announced this that's to a regular consumer The Mm -hmm. the thought of now you've got Elseworld movies, you've got Mm -hmm. the regular Snyderverse DC universe, then you Mm -hmm. have the actual movies you want to represent as your future going for the DCU, all intermixing with each other Mm -hmm. to a regular average individual just wanting to sit down in the movie and go ahead and check this out. Won't it be a little bit confusing?
1: uh in theory yes but i mean it's very clearly branded so it's no different than trying to keep up with all the different threads in marvel cinematic universe right now between all the different ms marvels all the different shows that people who don't have disney plus may not know so you're going to have these characters introduced in these movies who are now characters that have already been established to disney plus that people still may not be familiar with so the level of of of, of of understanding these characters and the level of them all being somebody that you're familiar with, is gonna vary depending upon how in depth you are in in, in the mythology of DC or the mythology of Marvel. So it it doesn't really change anything. Will there be some confusion? I mean, maybe, but it's nothing that a simple synopsis at the beginning of the film or very clear branding of Elseworld won't kind of clear up. It's just not part of the main continuity. You know, it it it, it kind of just is what it is. They're they're in a unique position, but I think that again, this movie needing to come out now because it's, it's been in gestation long enough. Uh, people have been ready for it. I, I think people are more ready for this film now. And if you wait too long, you you kind of have to know exactly when to strike. It's already been too long, but if you wait too much longer, people are going to lose their desire their 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 want to see it and i say that on the heels of avatar being 10 years however many years removed and people still coming out in droves to see that although everybody i've asked if they've seen avatar hasn't seen it yet it's been over done over a billion dollars so it's really it's
0: really kind of funny that i feel like everybody... it's like the oscars and they're like seat fillers yeah. people just coming in to, to fill some seats and yeah. they're being paid like everybody... to do it. Yeah, everybody so,
1: I've asked has not seen this film. Yeah, I've not seen
0: it yet, to be honest with you. And, Neither and, have I. Yeah, James Cameron just seems to magically get all this money continuously. So, it's going to be one of the top three movies by the end of its run of all time, and it's just like,
1: yeah. How? And I can tell you that I, I had no desire after waiting for Avatar for so long. I just really didn't have a, a desire to go back to Pandora. I'll catch it when it's on Disney Plus, but I'm. Um, I, I really just didn't care. And, and I think that's what you, you, you run into, you know, the, the possibility of Ezra Miller getting back into something else. He's kept his nose clean long enough for them to, okay, we've got a good window of opportunity. Let's get it in and and be done with it. I don't know if they would have had the ability to continue to wait because truth be told, we don't know what Ezra Miller would have continued to get into or what they wouldn't have continued to get into. And You know, right now we're at a, a bit of a calm Uh, in the middle of everything so it's like okay all right now we can focus on releasing this film and making sure it's the best version of it that we can give so um in regards to everything else dc i don't know about some of those picks man i don't know about some of those uh franchises and some of those characters that they want to bring to the forefront Uh, i was never a huge swamp thing fan um i just i have to trust james Gunn knows what he's doing and having done what he did with Suicide Squad, having done what he's done with Guardians of the Galaxy, he has a track record of establishing these ups, more obscure characters and making them more mainstream. So I, I trust James. Gunn. He's earned that from us. He's earned that level of trust and earned that level of, all right, I don't know. I don't know about this, but you haven't steered us wrong yet. So in the spirit of that, we're gonna ride with you. Um, what I can appreciate with James Gunn, his 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 slate of DC films is that he's been very, very transparent and he's been very engaging with his audience and very transparent about the process and 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 especially in saying things like, you know, it wasn't like Henry it was fired. We just didn't choose him for this Superman role. Um and he's made it very clear that they've made conversations to possibly talk in the future and I can appreciate that. and I can appreciate his candor in saying that, you know, the prior team at DC kind of jerked him around and really didn't give him a fair shake and I can appreciate his desire to want to make sure that that's known like, yo, we we see what happened. We we're, we're not idiots. We don't we're not like we understand how you guys are feeling. We understand what the stories that we're trying to tell require a different actor. And, uh, you know, honestly, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I can appreciate him wanting to set the record straight and wanting to be very, very candid and very open and honest about where he's at in the process and where they're at in the process. And uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how he handles these obscure properties that he's looking to bring into the forefront. And, you know, obviously you're going to have your Trinity and Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, right? That's, that's the That's the the linchpin of the DC universe, but the truth of the matter is you have to be able to step out of those roles and into the more obscure Constantine, Swamp Things, all these other roles that need to kind of be brought back to or brought into the, the fold as well to tell other stories, not just Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman stories. So,
0: Kind of surprised that they didn't do a big game trailer for the Shazam? That's the movie that's coming out ahead, yeah, no. of Flash.
1: No, I I'm not surprised. I, I again, I think it's one of those that it's too far gone to not put out. It's it's not bad enough to kind of shelve like that, girl.
0: It's being sent out to die.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's being put out to pasture. It's, that's yeah. really what it's boiled it down to. I think we all recognize the force for the trees in this in this particular
0: instance. So I'll tell you what, if you have any thoughts on any of the great trailers or any thoughts on the DC universe, the changes and what's up the road ahead for the DC universe, please let us know your thoughts, PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, before we head on out, my friend, I know you love your Switch, you may love it a little less after the latest Nintendo Direct because they announced a whole ton of upcoming games, DLC add-ons everything was great but obviously it was set around the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom which they announced is coming i think on may 12th but something that they decided to slide in there is that they're going to make sure the regular game is being sold at the price of 70 dollars retail msrp which is ten dollars above their normal standard nintendo games which they clarify they said They're going to, on a case-by-case basis, decide whether or not they're going to give it the premium pricing of $70 or the general pricing they normally do for $60. Now, mind you, the game is still going to be on a system that, even at the time it was released, was probably less powerful than the previous generation consoles from Xbox and PlayStation. And I'll just leave it at that. So your thoughts on this, I think it's really a money grab. So it tells me, like, for instance, Pikmin 4, which was also announced, that's coming out at $60. A premium Mario or a premium Zelda game? For now on, you're going to have to pay $70. What are your thoughts on that, my friend, before we head on out? You can be honest, man.
1: Oh, I only give it to you one way, and that's real. Uh, Gee, the truth of the matter is, it doesn't matter what I think. The fact of the matter is people are going to buy it. Oh, yeah. So, absolutely, Nintendo is like, eh, I'm going to raise the price. Microsoft's raising the price of their games. PlayStation's raising the price of their games. And people are still buying it. I'm but they the have the justification
0: that they put, they're put they putting it on newer platforms.
1: Nintendo has a justification that you're going to buy it. it. They don't care. It, it, it doesn't matter. Nintendo is like, you're, you're going to buy it. I'm, Nintendo is still selling Super Smash Brothers for $40. bucks. they are still sending the original Breath of the Wild for $40. Bucks. Like, you know
0: they don't like to reduce prices on their own first-party games. They don't reduce
1: prices on their own games. So why would we have not expected this to come? I'm surprised it took this long, personally. Do I like it? No. I, there's not a fiber of my being that likes it because of the simple fact that we're not getting better hardware to play it on. We're not getting more bang for our buck. You know, we're getting... Uh, a, a game for a system that we've had for years and it's a continuation of a game that we've already played I, I i personally don't like it but do i expect them different nope i didn't expect any different um i'm surprised it took this long to do and it doesn't surprise me in the least bit that they made that decision i think what does if you will surprise me is that we didn't see that coming we didn't see that coming as a consumer base and what's going to be even more surprising if it does or doesn't happen is how we respond are we going to respond with not going out to buy it in droves are we going to respond with not pre-ordering the game are we going to respond with uh not allowing them to to nickel and dime us or do money grabs are we going to respond with allowing them to continue to do the same thing to other various titles mario titles Whatever other titles that come out, maybe new Metroid titles. I know they just re- Metroid bonus. Prime. Thank you, Metroid Prime. Reload. Metroid Prime. They just they just released that digitally. I mean, I think that was what thirty bucks. But I wouldn't be surprised if a new Metroid game comes out, and that's going to be seventy bucks. It's going to be their linchpins, their their mainstay titles that are going to be launching at that seventy dollar price point. And it's up to us as the consumer to respond in kind. You know, if if we don't like it, then we need to make sure that they hear that by our sales. The chief of the matter you. is, though, people are going to buy it. They're going to pay that money for it. Do What's I like it? No. no. Am I surprised? No.
0: But the thing is, though, if you're spending $10 more, what is Nintendo giving you in return? Are they giving you a deeper, bigger game? Are they giving you extra stuff that they would normally pack in a DLC content? No, they're not. They're just giving you the same Zelda game in a different price. And people are going to buy it. Yeah, people are going to buy it indeed. And uh, again, it's based off of people's love for Nintendo. And Nintendo, I will never say that they aren't a smart company because obviously they know how to go ahead and suck up an extra dollar or two out of people's wallets. They sure know how to do that. So that's where they're good. Yes, they do indeed. But what are your thoughts out there on Nintendo's selective pricing plan for all of its upcoming games to the Switch and beyond? Please let us know your thoughts. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com. Well, my friend, it's been a great episode. Love talking Super Bowl ads and trailers with you, my friend. Any last thoughts before we head on out?
1: You know what, man? I, I'm grateful to be a part of the, the Pop Culture Cosmos. Thank you for having me on as often as you do.
0: You know what, my friend? The red carpet is always open. You just got to tell me when you can stop by. And it's always great to have you here as part of the Pop Culture Cosmos. So for TJ Johnson, this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the Pop Culture culture cosmos. We thank you for listening. And here's hoping you have yourself a great